Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Welcome to the Women in Tech Weekly Remix episode. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. This is Ruby Yen. I'm the CEO founder of Humanistic Technologies, where we focus on reducing fatal child abuse through technology. Based in downtown LA. My thing about hackathons is they're very powerful because they, they, they are. Yeah. But I noticed how there's a disconnect between the people that create wonderful tech because it's beautiful. I love the experience of the hackathon. I just can't get enough of them. I think they're amazing. Um, really bright minds get together and they give up their weekend. And I think that's amazing. That's phenomenal. But I think there's a disconnect. So also from the sake, from the social work perspective, we have social workers and I've been in this in social work for a long time that social workers want to understand technology, but they're mm-hmm. afraid. Yeah. Because they see tech and they see they see mathematical computation scores. They yeah. see algorithms. I'm like, oh, my God, that's not me. Yeah. I'm a social worker. I'm a bleeding heart. I want to help the homeless. I want yeah. to help the domestic violence client. But. I don't want to do algorithms. Right. And I tell them, no, if you could write an essay, you could write basic code. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You write your structure. You could do the UX, UI. You can do your data diagram. You could do very basic stuff to get your thoughts on paper. And right. then work with other people that are a lot more skilled than you and walk you through the process and come up with some really cool stuff. Right. I mean, especially if you want to do an MVP, right? Yeah. Anybody can do that. If you want to have the skill set and you have people that are willing to embrace you. Yeah. To help you develop that. Yeah. Uh, perfect example is my sister. All right. <laughs> I'll bring her into this. She's probably kicking and screaming. No! <laughs> my sister's also a social worker. Um, she wants nothing to do with tech. And is this your biological sister? Yes, my biological so sister. So you guys went through the foster system? No, together. I was the only one. She was older than me. Ah, okay. She was older than yeah. me. So she, they said, oh, you're going to be 18 soon. You know, we're not going to touch you. Yeah. So... My sister's a social worker. My brother-in-law is also a social worker. We all went to Kelsey Long Beach, you know, all three of us. I'm like, yeah. hello. <laughs> and she saw me going all these hackathons. Yeah. She was like, Ruby, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because every time I talk with her, I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> right? She's like, you're just this crazy fanatic social worker. Yeah. I just don't understand. And I'm like, that's about empowerment. 
because you want to empower an agency, a nonprofit specifically. Yeah. The only way a nonprofit exists is through numbers. You need to validate in-service hours. You need to validate the client. You need to validate their dollars spent. Yeah. That's stats. Yeah. That's computers. Yeah. If you get clients on a mobile phone, you connect to the nonprofit, you get real-time analytics. Right. If, if I'm out there in the middle of the night providing services to a domestic violence client, I could grab my phone and find anything and everything I want yeah. and connect that client right there on the spot. Yeah. So I see it in a very basic process for my clients. Right. But I get it from a technological perspective how powerful a database can be. Re- maximize the value of technology for people that are homeless. You know, anything under the spectrum of human health services. Right. Tech is here. Yeah. But we're not maximizing it. Hello, I'm Elaine Seibert, and I'm with Rain Systems, the CEO and co-founder. Keeping soil and grass more hydrated and reducing irrigation by 50%. We're based in downtown LA. I think you have to believe in yourself and know that you can do anything that you set your mind to. And somehow I got lucky with um, my mom and grandmother and people in my life that taught me that. And I think that's what, as a woman... Has helped me become, you know, stay, become successful yeah. and be able to, you know, take care of whatever I need to because I believe in myself and I know I can do it. So, I mean, I think, I think yeah. you know, making sure you you feel, you know, that you make that you feel that way about yourself. I mean, I don't know how to I don't know how to instill that, but I feel like, you know, all of us need to give ourselves a lot more credit than we do. hundred percent. I mean, I I'm really in admiration of what you've built because it's really, really hard. It's no joke. And and to first of all, being a producer takes so much thinking about everything that could go right and everything that could go wrong and every single person involved and just so many things so that you did that as well as like running the company and making it profitable. It's just great. It's like, oh, how thanks. could you not lead another incredible business, even in a d- different industry? And so what is the difference like? What what's something that you didn't expect about being a woman in technology that you're really, really enjoying um, that you didn't know would come when you decided to make the change? Um, it's it's a whole new world of people. And I what I really love as the especially because we're part of the L.A.C.I. Yeah. yeah. That I've just gotten to meet all these incredible people. And really, it is their their mission in life to do good things yeah. and to do something for the community and to grow these companies. Right. And they give so much. Yeah. And I just, I'm like, I feel like I'm like so lucky to be in the same room with them. So. Totally. I love how much you celebrate them. What's one obstacle or challenge that has been presented to you that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? And it could be at any point in your career. Well, in this in this period of time where we're uh, doing, which we're doing now, which is to pitch to investors. Yeah. I was always behind the camera. Yeah. And I never wanted to be in front. Right. <laughs> I mean, I can Welcome. sit in a room. At least now it's just a mic. It's <laughs> not a camera. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, I, 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 could, uh, I could meet with my, you know, anybody. And, you know, I gosh, I remember being like 30 years old and going into a meeting and everyone's like, okay, Elaine, you're in charge, you know, because yeah. I was producing this giant new roller coaster commercial yeah. for Six Flags that wasn't working. But um, <laughs> the, the roller coaster, not yeah. me. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I've had to overcome this thing of getting up in front of people and 
being able to do a script. I'm not a scripted person. Yeah, and so yeah. it's, I don't know if that's, that shouldn't be that big of a deal, but it's been a thing. And I'm like, I'm just now getting to the point, thank goodness, because we're pitching now. Yeah. Uh, but that's because of LACI. They helped me. They just put, you know, they had us practice from, you know, oh, just cool. taught us, you know, how to do it. And, you know, and tons of input. And I finally got my legs underneath me and I can, I can do those things now. Hi, I'm Sam Ramlu from Method and M Theory. I'm a co-founder and managing director at both companies. We're in Auckland, New Zealand. I mean, probably when I was in my early mid-20s, which is when we kind of just after, you know, when we started the agency originally. Um, but to be honest, look, I've been into tech since I was 12, 13, you know, playing, actually younger than that, playing games essentially. Yeah. Video games. Yeah, yeah video games. I'm a bit of a geek. But, um, you know, but that's how it started. So it's really awesome that I can do something that I love. And and especially because I just love really cool experiences and storytelling. Yeah. So I'm really into the traditional books as well as games. Right, so right. So it's a really nice mix being able to do what we're doing. I mean, agency life is not an easy life. No. <laughs> Why did you choose that? Was that your first company? Yeah, so we, I mean, I've come from an ad agency background. So we found You worked real, for an ad agency. Yeah, okay. so I worked for an ad agency and we did a lot of the traditional ad agency work. This is when um, web was becoming, just starting out. And we saw a real gap in the market. And I thought, you know, I really love online website experiences. We're online earlier than most people we know. Right. Um, so we saw a real gap and we thought we'd start a business that can offer agencies and right, agencies right. a digital service. Right. Yeah. And was it hard? It was really hard. I mean, you, it's you, always you, hard, right? Everyone who started up a business knows it's hard. Um, and my partner and I both did it. So we kind of left our jobs um, and it seems crazy now. And we got into it. And I think, I think the hardest thing was that. Wait, is your partner your co-founder? Yeah. Yeah, my oh, partner's also the wow. co-founder. So, okay, I have so many questions so he, for you. Yeah, so he actually, he was the kind of web developer, creative, you know, designer, tech, tech guy. And I was sort of more on the account server strategy right. side. And um, essentially he was freelancing and he started to get more projects and he's not a, um, he's not a, you know, client service person. So, and I was, and so right. I was like, oh, look, I'll help, you know, we'll help a little bit. And then for, and then after a while I was like, why am I still working for someone when we could be growing our own business? Right, right. Let's see where this goes. So I think the hardest part about it was the fact that we both went into it yeah. at the same time. But at the same time, because we were younger, we hadn't, we weren't in senior, senior roles. We weren't making crap load of money right you know we're kind of like well this is probably the best time yeah. to do it and see how it goes and I, yeah. I, I have so many questions yeah <laughs> one okay here's the first one I, I mean so many I have to remember them all I'm really looking forward to asking you this how is year one different than year 15 oh wow um gosh. or vice versa yeah. yeah so year one it was me and him and we got one employee I mean I was actually still contracting to the ad agency because I was like oh, this is too risky we right. can't you know I'm a bit risk adverse at times um, and we were really having to hustle. I right. mean, we were, I had to do cold calls and I had never done it before. I cannot stand doing it. And actually that's one thing that has not changed in 15 <laughs> years, um, as I still hate it. Um, but I had to call people and go, Hey, do you want to work with us? This is what we're doing. And, um, you know, in some ways, some of that hasn't changed because right. we're still doing it because technology is always changing. So right. we still have to educate the market. Um, but we've now got 13, 14 people, you know, instead of one, um, one staff. And we've done some amazing projects. So we started out doing amazing projects. And I think that's the thing is we've never lost sight of doing that. Right. Right. 
The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.